0: Hello and welcome to the 437th episode of Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt leading it out here in Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: And this is Spencer bringing up the rear here in uh, Holyoke, Massachusetts, where, guys, this week we are a rider down in our uh, slow ride peloton. Uh, Tim has a prior engagement, but really it's not his fault. Because the little guy, uh, switched up the order yeah. of, uh, of operations for the week. So, uh, you couldn't, you couldn't record Sunday, Tim couldn't record Monday. So w- one way or the other, we we're going to be down a man. And mm. you going know, flat. when it comes to the, the pointy end of the race, uh, I know which one of you two I would rather have on the front. So, uh, this is just how it worked out.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks. Uh, you know, yeah, it was my, my, my week to be team leader. Uh, I guess Tim got to Mm -hmm. be the team leader at the previous races and um, I'm more of a three-week Grand Tour guy.
1: Yeah, that's true. uh,
0: It really makes sense. Tim wants Grand Tours to be two weeks. It's very fitting that he just found a way in my rescheduling. He found a way to miss the first week of, you know, I think we're all hoping the next two weeks of the Giro are more exciting. though. This Joe did I mean, of throw some curveballs balls at us in the first week. So maybe uh, I was about to come on here previous, like Saturday, I thought I was going to come on and be like, eh, one or two good days. Yeah. <laughs>
1: kind of yeah. Yeah. So far I am i uh, I'm a little, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that we uh, pushed back a day. Um, you know, because, uh, you know, obviously it's a rest day today. So Tim's out that maybe that's why he's not here. Um, He's taken the rest day a little too seriously. But uh, yeah, like, first week of the Giro, looking at it on paper, you're like, okay, day one, Remco wins. Uh, You know, I was kind of like, oh, game over. And, you know, in the middle of the week, I was like, okay, Spencer, calm down. Giro's not over. Remco didn't win it on day one. Like, gave it a chance. It's three weeks. And then uh, by the time trial, when he uh, destroyed everyone and Took the jersey, or took the lead again. Um, I was like, "Well, Giro's over."
0: You thought over, okay. All right. Well, I was a little not
1: hopeful. over, over, but like hopeful. I It would still be a couple good stages but I, I thought he kind of showed his cards a little bit. Yeah.
0: See, I okay. Obviously, we're bearing the lead. Remco's out. He's got COVID. He's out. We're gonna talk about that. Well, but what I want yeah, game say, changed. Game yeah. changed. But <laughs> after Saturday stage, so Saturday, which was stage eight. Ben Healy yeah. won from the break. Yeah, obviously w- he's one of the revelations just of the season. Like big, he was so
1: happy, on. huge, in the that R-Dans. I brought him up earlier a few episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> so um, I can look back at that and lord it over you guys.
0: <laughs> no, he had, he had it having a great season and then just picked off a gyro stage, kind of, kind of like yeah. easy. Got in a pretty big move with yeah. the po- podcast Tom Schoons. Who I have to give, we got to give him props. Ben Healy is on another level right now, and he was on another level in that break. When that break went up the one steep climb before it did a couple laps, because it's the Giro, you got to do laps at the end of the stages. Uh, Ben Healy attacked to go solo with like 40k to go. Toms was the only rider in that group who even made a real solid attempt. (laughs) Like everybody else was literally just out of the picture. And the only rider you saw who was like I'm going to try to do this was Toms, and it didn't work out. Yeah. But like hats off to him. He went for it. He's been going for it on a bunch of stages. He's had some top 10s. Win's going to come. I'm I'm pulling for him. Um Yeah. I think so. Healy was nuts, but at the end of that stage we actually had a little bit of GC shake up and Remco, Yeah. Remco cracking the armor. Yeah. Yeah, and Remco, uh, yeah, no. Remco gave up a little time to to yep. Primos and to the Hackney Hedgehog and G, who were looking yeah. really good. And so yeah. going into the time trial, I was like, "Well, this we might have a bike race here. Maybe Remco's faltering." Well, then Remco wins, and I I yeah. sort of kind of felt like you, like, "All right, I guess he's not, but maybe, maybe this was going to make a race where he's dominant in the time trials. Obviously, he's won two time trials so far, but maybe can't quite climb." With, with Primos, and this is going to make th- the ideal situation, but then he's out, so now we won't, I guess we won't know, you know?
1: And out very suddenly, you know, like it uh, wins the time trial. Um, he did, to be fair, look like garbage afterwards, like yeah. in the interviews after the race. He looked haggard, more haggard than you would uh, just from crushing a stage because, um, you know, we know what that looks like from him.
0: Yeah, usually um, that looks good for him. And he won, but he didn't win big. That was the thing, too. Like, he won. Yeah. Like, G and and the Hedgehog ran him pretty close. Mm-hmm. And Kong, Yeah, oh, yeah. Stephen Kung was, what, fourth? And he's also out with COVID, I think.
1: Yeah, and, of course, uh, uh, COVID is is the big winner of the Giro, I guess, because uh, Filippo Gana, as well, a couple days earlier, Riggo. he was out. Um, a bunch of others, as well, so, and I'm, unfortunately i don't think it'll be the last um yeah because you know um apparently it's going around and oh uh, you know you spend uh six hours a day with uh 200 of your best friends biking across the country um it's bound to work its way through the peloton a little bit more so uh hopefully the race uh isn't too terribly affected but um that is the reality yeah of bike racing uh since uh 2020.
0: Yeah, so we gotta talk about the fact that right as Remco's out, obviously he didn't look he looked like he was feeling bad afterwards. If he's sick, he he's sick. COVID or not, COVID or whatever, but because it's COVID and we live in this world, half of like the reply guys on Twitter were uh-huh. seem to be like, Oh, we race through the sickness, come on, or like why are they why are they forcing him out? Which I don't think they are. I'm pretty sure it's just a team decision I think he can technically race on if he wants but if he feels terrible no matter what like you should rest especially dudes what 23 like what do you want to do you want to like make him race and lead the Giro with COVID and just like (laughs) mess him up and destroy him for a season or two (laughs) right
1: I don't know yeah I it is um wild It is it is a wild facet of cycling fandom that I can't really comprehend. Like, it's tough to wrap my head around. Um, But I guess at the end of the day, it's usually this. There's this type of rabid cycling fan that like doesn't totally understand that. These pros, like these pros, they're just like us, but they're also, they're not just like us. Like they are the elite of the elite at the top end of the sport. And like, yeah, um, you got a contract, you got, you know, the next, uh, decade of your life, like set up, like you are the product that you're selling. You know, you've got an agent, you've got all this stuff. Like you are, you're a business. And yeah, like it's, it's a very short term, very short sighted to be like, ah, just race through, you know, cause yeah, if you make it worse and you're out for the rest of the season or you're out for a month as opposed to a weekend or anything else, you know, if you ruin your career, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I will say, uh, uh, again, I'll say it in any way that I need to about pretty much any topic, actually definitely any topic out there. I believe that people know their bodies better than any outsider does. You know what I mean?
0: Like crazy.
1: Yeah. It's a wild concept, right? They like people will know how they're feeling, what they need to, uh, to recover to bike race to feel good like whatever like they're gonna know what's the right thing for them and you probably don't so like get over it <laughs> yeah
0: well it's just it's so yeah you're right it's bunker it's so it's such a subjective thing you know i could have yeah. a cold you could have a cold it doesn't matter I mean they'd feel the same and yeah I mean, it's, people do it with riders, too, when riders, like, fall and they don't break something and they're sort of like, why didn't they just keep going? You're like, I don't know. Like, I've had falls that seem like they should be bad and you feel fine. You get up, you're fine. And I've had little times where I tip over on my bike and you you bruise your yeah. muscle just right and you're like, you can't ride. And it, yeah, right. I it's mean, crazy I've to not I've, trust I've, I've hit
1: the ground pretty spectacularly and gotten back up and kept going like i got hit by a car <laughs> actually i hit a car yeah. um and it popped right back up and kept going because i was bike messengering around doing yeah. had to get that delivery where it yeah, needed man, to go yeah, you can't maybe on that. yeah and then but then like i uh i remember one time we were mountain biking somewhere and you just slid out in a just a fast corner, and like, but you like landed on a rock funny yeah. on your hip. Oh, it's the worst. And basically, we had to like carry you out of the woods, and you were like not visibly like injured. Yes. There was no blood, there was no nothing. Yeah, there's But no. you were not doing any more riding that day, you know?
0: No, no, that's true. I think I spent the next week not. That was one of those things where it was like, I didn't break anything, but I bruised my leg in such a way that I couldn't extend my leg for. Yeah at least three or four days like just like at all like bend my leg yeah you know and then i could like be in pain for a while so it's like yeah it doesn't make any sense if remco's sick if rigo's sick if Kung's sick like and i think that i'm surprised what's what's wild people that are fans that like don't realize have never had this experience too of like you racing and you're fine and an hour and a half later you feel sick and then you're out right like that happens, right?
1: Like, yeah, it comes it's, on, right? So it's like, sort
0: of like, oh, he just won the stage, though. It's like you've never, you've never been out doing something, and then an hour later, you're like, you know, I don't feel so good. Like, I must have ate something weird. Yeah, like he he is the best time trialist in the world. So he was the best. He was like the best time trialist in the world, and then like an hour later, he was like, yeah, I start feeling sick. You know, so like,
1: yeah, he's gone. And, It's, it's also like he had a rest day the next day, you know, like, I'm sure he knew that, like, I'm sure he was like, Hey, if I don't feel that bad, maybe I'll wait until tomorrow and see how I'm feeling after a rest day. But no, he, he bagged it right after that stage, which to me just means he got off that bike and was like, Oh my God, like I need to come out. Like, I don't know. There's a lot, uh, a lot of sideline quarterbacking um, or that's armchair funny. quarterbacking, I guess is the term. Uh, that's like a what's a what's a Europeanism for that for a UK corner. It's like um, si- sidecar snookering, um, something like that, maybe.
0: I don't know how a snooker really works. They just sort of stand on the side while the other guy snookers, right? And then they take. Well, the-
1: usually, yeah, the one guy snookers. If if you don't snooker. To the end, the first time, then the other guy's going to snooker to the end and you lose.
0: Oh, okay. It's just pool.
1: Well, no, it's snooker.
0: Okay. (laughs) We we, we ran out of time to describe snooker. There's there's
1: extra balls, little guy. There's all the pool ones, and then there's a bunch of red ones, too.
0: Okay. You know, I only. I don't know what they're for.
1: It's kind of fun, like, keeps things entertaining, but, you know.
0: I, the most snooker I've seen lately is because climate activists have been, uh, breaking up snooker matches and, you know, uh, that's my favorite way to watch snooker. Cause I don't think I care about snooker and I'm much happier. <laughs> <that people laughs> Interesting. Are, are noting. I, the climate I didn't
1: mainstream. know anything about this is, do they have, um, do they have a Bernard, you know, like throwing people off of the stage when they try to interrupt it? Like is Ronnie O'Sullivan, like bursting through out of the back door to, uh, to there's, grab some uh, protesters and chuck them
0: out? There's some some people coming in and grabbing people. There's people jumping on. I've seen videos of folks jumping on the table. Some Somebody in the UK corner will find this. I feel like somebody shared one with us on, on wow. Instagram or something in the last month. Um, I don't know much about it. Uh, Clearly. I'll, I'll <laughs> turn this back to the zero. So, oh, okay. So, <laughs> G's in the lead of all people now. We actually have uh, a pretty close race. I I, I think like what? you said before, if we don't have, I, it's bad enough that we had one rider out because of injury or like illness, injury or illness. Hopefully, we don't have yeah. it again. Though it seems with two more weeks, uh, it seems pretty hard to believe that none of the other. Oh, I
1: saw um, Rigoberto Urán is out as well.
0: Riggle's um, out, yeah. today,
1: yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so, just saw that news. Hopefully so, yeah, I, I don't team. think it'll be the last.
0: Well, especially with Ghana being out. And then, mm-hmm.
1: I mean. If, if. What a week for Tim to be out, though. Yeah. and, and for uh, 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 Diligently, for years, every time we mention G, he runs over to the bookshelf, grabs Life According to G, and reads a random passage. Uh, it's a staple of the podcast at this point now G hits the lead in the Jiro and Tim's not here to, to read an inspirational paragraph from the book. Um, I get, we're going to have to get one next episode, maybe a double up on them or something.
0: That's true. Well, I bet G would have something inspirational to say. He's got two seconds on Primos in GC. <laughs> He's got five seconds on the hackney hedgehog. And he's got 17 seconds on both Almeida and Lukensund, uh, our former leader from Team DSM. Who, man, like I keep getting older, and the kids on DSM keep getting are the same age every year. They never get older. <laughs> I see that, like when they were leading the Giro, they are so yeah. young looking. I know they are really a young team, but my gosh, they are the youngest looking team. What? So if anybody goes out. On Ineos at this point, uh-huh. that's kind of the challenge. Like Almeida's <laughs> there, but like if 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 COVID gets farther into the Ineos team, mm-hmm. it's just Roglic's race to not get COVID because then like Vlasov <laughs> and Caruso are like almost a minute down.
1: You think? Uh,
0: Kamen- yeah. I mean, like there's nobody else really to challenge. It's it's.
1: You think Jumbo's got him in like a bubble, like <laughs> outside oh. of the stage?
0: The rumor like there was COVID in the jumbo team the
1: Yeah, before that's true. the that's race. True.
0: And that there was a rumor going around that he had it. It was just racing with it. Um which so if he did it, I don't know why Remco can't do it. I mean, they're the same person, right? And they have the same same symptoms from everything. Um,
1: Basically, yeah. According to the internet.
0: <laughs> According to the internet. So who knows? Man, who knows? So, this is gonna be a wacky two weeks. I I was like looking at the <laughs> stages in the next week, and a lot of them. Oh look very exciting. yeah, but but just who shows up every morning is gonna be like we're, we're, we're back
1: yeah. So I'm um, kind of back to circle it back around to where we started. You know, like end of uh, stage nine, starting to look like we we're following the formula a little bit, and then all of a sudden. Obviously, we don't want to see anyone get sick. We don't want to see anyone drop out of the race, but it changes the whole dynamic of the race. And I think I speak for all of the listeners, little guy, when I when I ask, who are you pulling for at Ineos? Garrett Thomas or the Hackney Hedgehog? Uh-huh. This has got to be a tough one for you.
0: Kind of is, you know, because uh, obviously I'm a Hackney Hedgehog fan. I'm trying to make the nickname stick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't actually get anything if the nickname ever sticks, but but you know, the older G gets, the more I uh I connect with him as a fellow, yeah. Masters rider.
1: We do I have a, 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 an affinity for the great jersey uh competitors, yeah.
0: And like many a rider on this uh, we've talked about on this podcast, if we've maybe uh, poked fun at them for a few years and Stuff, but we talk about them long <laughs> enough. We all start uh-huh. to start to maybe notice. Maybe you know, maybe we're right for each other. You know,
1: maybe maybe it came from a, a a place of love after all. You know, hey uh,
0: it's funny that our podcast is basically like a bad, a poorly written rom com, and that we you know, like we can't get along. <laughs> like we. We have, to, we have to be yeah. always at the yeah. same place of work with this Bling Matthews guy. He's just so flashy, and we can't like him. I mean, Bling bling won a stage, too. We haven't even talked about that. Bling won a stage.
1: Oh, so, Tim lost his mind. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, so, now, much, now
1: there's so much that's happened in the Jiro already. It feels like it's been much longer than a week, which is kind of the problem with uh, Grand Tours, if I'm being honest, is... There's just so much uh to cover. But yeah, uh Bling won a race. He's obviously trying to get back on our radar. Uh I'm sure that Simon uh Geshka was bragging to him or a rumor got around to him um that uh, he was he was out as our European correspondent and he's trying to get back into our good graces. Um, so congrats to him, I guess. Uh it's not gonna work, sir. Uh, Have your people call our people. Uh, We can talk about it, but our rates have uh, dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I feel like it's funny that Gegenhart feels like the underdog out of like these top four or five when he's won won, he's won the race before, you know?
0: Yeah. But he had a few lean years. I know what you're saying. He had a few lean years. He, I mean, he's looked the best. I mean, the best he's ever looked this year, I think even better than the year he actually won. Yeah. Um, and so he seems to thrive, uh, when everybody else is getting COVID too. So <laughs> he won the 2020 edition.
1: Fair. Yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> uh, who knows maybe he uh maybe he rides better with covid um yeah. but yeah i think he's looked stronger this year than he's ever looked not i don't want to say that it was a fluke that he won in 2020 but it felt a little bit fluky in the last couple of years it felt like maybe it was a total fluke and then the way he's ridden earlier yeah. this year and he's ridden so far in this giro makes it feel like he's just been progressing and that 2020 was just a very interesting race and a like
1: fortunate. Z- yeah. A lot of things, things fell the right way. Yeah. The, way
0: the schedule went that year and I'm really, no matter what, I hope he just has a good result. I think like get a podium, like just cause I was, you know, like felt bad, Not you know, bad, but like when a rider wins a big race, when they're really young and maybe sometimes like, kind of like when Cunego won the Giro, you felt like, sure. After that, he, like the burden of leadership, the expectation didn't quite feel like he was actually quite there yet. And it kind of felt like where Gegenhardt was not that he wasn't like a really, really good writer, but he just wasn't like, like a guy who was going to be like winning it quite at winning a grand tour level. And so it felt like, man, now he's like expected to be at that level all the time, as opposed to like a guy who can maybe get a top 10 and win a stage and like be right yeah. up there. And so now that he's like had a few years, but he seemed to have like, He's obviously always seemed to, like, a very a very mature guy. One of the f- few writers, there's a lot of writers in downtown <laughs> we don't, like, hear slightly political opinions from them, and that's probably for the best a lot of the times, and sometimes we do, and it's, you're like, ah, try to not hear it because you want to maybe cheer for him still. So. But uh, I think we can confidently say, like, everything I've ever heard come out of Teo's mouth has been, like, on the yeah. Right side of history, <laughs> so yeah, seems like a really nice guy. With, with, yeah, he knows knows where he stands in the world, and knows what's right and wrong. And so I'm—I don't know who am I cheering for. That's a long way of saying I don't know who I'm cheering for him or G. <laughs>
1: um, all right, fair who enough. Are you cheering um, for
0: after I just rambled about all that.
1: Uh, well. See, I had this all worked out before the race actually started, but now that we're a week in, it's a little different. My dark horse was um, Vaslov on um, Bora Hansgrohe, who is currently sitting 7th? Uh, yeah, 7th, oh, about a minute, minute 45 back or so. Um, I don't think at this point he's going to be able to pull it off. Um, also had... a. Uh, uh, um, I had a few other dark horses. I'll, I'll keep them close to the vest, I guess. But uh, <laughs> at this point, the way it's shaken out, a weekend, knowing what I know now, I still think somehow Primo is going to pull this off. I,
0: Good. I'd be fine with that. I mean, I that. don't see... I,
1: mm, I don't see Thomas having... The repeated day after day, like good days, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's gonna have a worse bad day than Primos has, you know, when everybody has their inevitable bad day.
0: That is true, but in Primos and G, we have two prove, I mean, proven grand tour winners, guys mm-hmm. who, who are don't go killers on the bike, who also. Both seem to have their share of bad luck. Like if we were gonna say two Certainly. Two certainly G C guys who you're like, that dude's gonna crash. Or that guy's gonna have some sort of weird thing happen. G's had some weird crashes at the Giro. G's mm-hmm. also had some like super consistent tours, but he's a guy that does, let's admit, fall down quite a lot. Primos has had his last couple tours. He's had at least one spectacular, like, everything goes right up until it goes totally wrong. Hmm. and it's so that's pretty crazy that those are our main two guys and then you have like you said you have you have Ginghart who's a guy who's won the race but hasn't been up there since then and is feels a little unproven and that's our three main I feel
1: like, main yeah I feel like the only guy who has maybe had worse luck specifically at the Giro than any of these people is Steven Kreisvik. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, who famously crashed into a snowbank while leading the race, lost the lead of the race on stage 19. Like he was basically done. Yeah. Um, uh, that just uh brought that memory back to my mind. So I always like to bring the snowman up whenever uh whenever we can. Another one of our famous nicknames here on the podcast. It hasn't quite caught on in the mainstream, but. Okay, I'm still hoping on. out that the snowman will, will stick one of these days.
0: You know, I'm going to segue off the Giro. It's been nice. Oh. It's been fun. Uh, speaking of nicknames, uh, over at uh-huh. the Tour of Hungary, Mark oh. She has been back to <gasps> his winning ways. I have not been watching this the, the Tour of Hungary at all, other than I really? just want to say. I'm
1: there shocked was a point. to hear this.
0: No, because I'm watching the Giro. <laughs> um, yeah. And. And mountain biking and trying to watch the women's itzulia tour. We'll talk about this mm-hmm. again, but Hershey's been winning, but Hershey is a guy who we, we tried to get going like a multiple nickname scenario based on the day that he won. I have no yeah. idea what the day he won was like in this one because I didn't really care because of all these other races are happening. Yeah. But he's back to his winning ways again. Nickname. We haven't fully worked hard enough maybe to make those stick, but maybe if he, Harley's this form into the tour. We'll have to work on the nicknames
1: again. Mm. You were I think you were trying to work uh Helium yeah, Helium had, Hershey
0: and you had Kisses and we had Helium yeah. and I don't even remember the third version. But Kiss, kisses is uphill, flat or downhill yeah. finish. There yeah. was a moment if you're new to cycling and you're like this Marsh Her- Hershey's a pretty good rider. He's solid. There's a there was a moment in 2020 or 2019 when Mark Hershey was setting the world on fire. Like he was the next yeah, he was the next Remco. He was the next uh Pogue. But he was and, not. But those guys hadn't <laughs> shown up yet. And so he's yeah. a very good rider, but he hasn't been as consistent. And those and a, a few other riders in their early twenties have uh eclipsed him in that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Kisses know. is uh the low hanging fruit. So I I kinda like Helium, uh Helium Hershey. You can
0: mix them, remember? We had a flow chart. We'll find it. Anyway, on from that race, <laughs> no one's really watching that race because you had no. the Giro, obviously. On the yes. women's side, you had the Azulia Women's Tour, which was just three stages. Uh, three stages of SD Works just crushing everybody. Demi Vollering won the first and the second stage, and then Marlon Rooser won the third stage, and then the GC I tried to watch this on a few occasions live or end up being able to watch highlights. Okay. It happened so darn early. Like I even got up in the six o'clock hour one day here on a weekend. And I was like, Hey, I'm up. This is sweet. The Giro. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to watch the, the women's story. Nothing. It was already done still. So, uh, the highlights were fun. Uh, Demi Valerian and Marlon Roser are, um, on another level.
1: Yeah, just certainly.
0: SD Works is just doing SD Works things, but all in all, this year that team is just phenomenal.
1: Absolutely, phenomenal, so. stomping on the field right now. Um, we'll see if it continues for sure. But yeah, I saw some highlights of that as well. looked looked like a good couple of races there. Um, Vollering uh, has been. I don't think she is finished outside of the top two in like a month (laughs) like it sounds about right
0: yeah i think she might have only finished out of the top 10 once this year i'd have to recheck her stats but there was some point where she'd been like one two and everything and i think she had a 17th place once or something yeah but it's yeah i mean outrageous
1: it's outrageous form that she's got so uh i'm curious to see how long it goes before uh, somebody else steps up from ST works to start winning because apparently that's the only team that can.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, if it wasn't, um, yeah, I feel sort of bad for her teammates, like, uh, Kapeki and Marlon, just because they're obviously also <laughs> having huge, huge seasons really like,
1: Oh like yeah. seasons.
0: And, um, yeah,
1: that's, what's wild is, is the following like, season is so mess. good. That it's making other people's extremely good seasons look like, eh, okay, by comparison. (laughs) Bananas.
0: Uh, Yeah, it's bonkers. Um, I don't know if those races were early just because they were in Spain, and that's what made it. But, man, sometimes it's a little, it's just sort of like, sometimes the women's racing is a little harder to watch. uh, Hmm. Logistically still, even when it's available. But... On the topic of a thing, one more racing thing before we go to the pre I don't know if you oh, got to watch okay. any of the Novo Mestro World Cup on the... Uh,
1: little on guy. Side. So much to talk about here. I can't believe you're trying to squeeze it in I'm before the pre-map. i
0: well, how much do you guys watch? have watched? I only got to watch the... I watched both short trucks and okay. most of the men's cross country. I haven't had time to sit down and watch the women's one yet.
1: All right. Um, so you watched... Uh, Tom Pidcock fall down a bunch of times.
0: I watched Pidcock fall down a lot. I watched Dubai or whatever, Dubai, ride very, 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 very consistently, enough that I just really wanted him to win, even though Pidcock, pretty amazing ride, nonetheless, comes back, still had it in the tank. Very fun race. Like, very fun.
1: Um. The other exciting thing about that weekend little guy um which is going to take up all the time uh the I think is the debut oh, and yes. now don't don't be drinking anything as I say this cuz I don't want you to spit it out everywhere. Yeah, I know where you're going. The debut of the Pinarello mountain bikes. Um little guy, how how does it make you feel? Are you okay?
0: It's weird. I feel like we're flashing back to the late 80s again, where all the Italian brands are bringing out mountain bikes, but they seem to be at least putting them under the right riders because in those, uh huh, uh, Pidcock made a uh, short work of uh, showing off that bike to everybody. I mean, it's weird. What they're, I'm going to see them at the trailhead. They're going to be, they're going to be at the trailhead any minute now. The Masters, <laughs> are eating those
1: suckers up. that's true. Uh, I'm, Mm. A full suspension Pinarello is—it doesn't yeah. go down easy.
0: But I you've think it's told me they already had a lot of suspension in the road forks because you, oh, you famously rode the road rode bikes like have a, a lot of uh, like to yeah death,
1: so. absolutely terrifying. It's a little side to side suspension that they got going on though. Uh, oh, it's nice. not not ideal. Um, it's it's hard to swallow. It's I I don't know, I love Pinarello as a idea.
0: <laughs> as a concept,
1: I've owned at this point two. I've definitely owned two, maybe three Pinarellos in my lifetime. All of course steel eighties road frames, yeah. um, that I made into fixed gears and and rode around. But Terrible. I bastardized them. I, I which is to say that I'm not above the bastardization of a brand um let me put it this way your bike shop, you're 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 for whatever reason you're shopping for a mountain bike little guy you've got a certain amount of money you go into the bike shop they've got a specialized they've got a giant they've got a Cannondale. they've got a i don't know what a kona and they've got a pinarello is that even on your radar or is it weird enough that like you're, you're like drawn to it.
0: Well, yeah, for me, definitely. I mean, it is, it's weird enough, <laughs> and I'm definitely drawn to it. Uh, some of those other brands are too boring for me. A
1: little like, too boring. I, thought I figured you might be a Kona guy. They got a little bit of a hippy-dippy vibe going on.
0: Yeah. I think, though, especially in the cross-country bike, mm-hmm. from a distance of not being super into the knowledge of the current tech i look at them all and they all they all kind of look like they're running basically the same setup they all look very very similar and Mm -hmm. you know that happens and occasionally something comes in and revolutionizes things but like there's nothing about one that seems like it would be that different I was, you know what I mean.
1: So I was, I was all set to come in guns blazing and be like, "Ah, this is you'd buy this because you're a sucker and you just want something different than everybody else and you want a euro because you're a road snob and like you don't want to support our good old American grassroots mountain bike racing." And then I had to eat my words before I even said them because I recall that I had a Ridley mountain bike. (laughs) <laughs> did. Which did really most lot. people probably don't even know exists <laughs> That's yeah. how weird and niche uh, that was yep. Uh, yep. An aluminum hardtail Ridley 29er Back uh-huh. in like 2012 Before there was even through axles and things It was a oh, no. terrible, terrible bike It was a bad mountain bike Don't buy one Don't find it and seek it out on eBay and buy it Even if it's super cheap you're not going to be vintage. happy.
0: Yeah. Probably, you know, you could have seen your favorite uh, cross racer at the time riding one of those in the summer to stay fit.
1: Looking miserable. Yeah. Looking miserable. But yeah. that's, that's big, the the stigma is, though, that the Euro brands don't know what makes a good mountain bike, actually. But it kind of seems like maybe Pinarello cracked the code or hired the right guy or had the right company produce it for them. I don't know.
0: Uh, well, they're definitely. I'm sure they're made in the same factory that six other top level cross country bikes are made in. Sure, so, sure. Know, a little bit from this mold, a little bit from that mold. Everyone's basically running a fairly similar suspension. Someone's gonna write it and tell me like the nuances of how like blah 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 blah. I know one of them's gonna be named Matt McDonough, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know. I don't know at that level it's all fairly similar. I I don't know if the codes that hard to crack. I guess I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised you can't just like buy five of the top bikes and just like rip off as close as you can <laughs> to the to the, yeah, to the I mean, and then enroll and from there but
1: yeah there's there's plenty uh, to do with the rider on the bike certainly um but yeah I mean it couldn't be that bad like uh it would have been more of a struggle, you know? Uh, but yeah, Pitcock, uh, really crushed it. Um, impressive. Every time this happens, like I've, I forget about him, you know, we get all excited about wow, Matthew Vanderpoel. And, um, and then all of a sudden, uh, uh, Pitcock reminds us that he's around too. And he's also a freak of nature. And, uh, yeah I don't know um what a time to be alive in bike racing though right
0: like yeah it really is that you've got a guy who's won won some big stuff on the road this year winning mountain bike races and we're saying that a couple years after Vanderpool did it and people lost their minds not that it's normal now but it is sort of like yeah you kind of like yeah it's Okay, of course. It's ta- to the He's point
1: where we have so many once in generation freaks of nature, both on the men's and women's sides of the sport, that uh, I don't know if they're freaks of nature anymore and that that's not just normal, and the rest of the peloton needs to work a little harder to get up there. You know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah. Well, if it was just a way people were... I don't know the whole special, Not I'm not saying specialized like specialized <laughs> brand, but specialized like people talking about needing to specialize. Uh, right, right. Very, very specific niches.
1: Specificity of
0: felt like it was really just because you had to be very specific with when you took your blood bags. And sure. And you uh, build, you 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 know you build you build a narrative around a system to justify a separate system. And it never felt like there was any reason why you could win the tour, but for some reason you couldn't win. try to win an Ardennes race or whatever. You know what I mean?
1: So. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, if you, if you tried to go hard during the Ardennes week, you'd just throw off all your preparation for the tour, and there was no way you were going to do well. well it was a wild time back then. You
0: only peak once per year.
1: Once per year. It's great. Tell that to Matthew Vanderpool. He's like, what's peaking? I'm just good all the time. Okay.
0: <laughs> Right and uh, good too. Well anyway We should go We're 40 minutes in We should hit We should hit a premium We should
1: hit the premium talk, yeah Talk
0: to Bling for a minute Congratulate him on his win We haven't actually Gone over and shake his hand uh, Let's do that real quick
1: Yeah let's See if we can get him on the line
2: My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast.
0: All right, in the pre lap this week, we are riding for all the amazing shows on the Wide Angle Podium Network, and all, all the fine people that uh, pony up and, and are nice enough to donate to help keep us, and all the other good shows like Criterium Nation, mm-hmm. uh, Bill... And uh, Bodie over who are going to have probably way more to say about Nova Mestro
1: Nova Mestro. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: than I have <laughs> or Spencer has. Uh, so
1: yeah. If you want to hear about anything more than the, uh, just the Pindarello <laughs> being there, you probably the show to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I would say also, you know, uh, uh, Grody has been crushing it. Um, I got my, uh, my, my, Limited edition Grotio socks in the mail uh, the other day um, from, from Amanda and Bill over there. Um, so definitely a show to check out if you're into the gravel side of things. And uh, everybody else that's on the network as well, head over to wideanglepodium.com. Check out the shows that we've got going on. Everybody there is putting in the work week in and week out. Uh, it's awesome to see things are really thriving. And, uh, if this is the kind of content that you're into, uh, you can, uh, sign up to become a recurring donor and support what we're doing for as little as five bucks a month. Um, which works out to a pretty insignificant $60 a year, um, to just keep the lights on around here and keep everybody going, which is awesome and really does help a lot. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if we have anything else uh going on that we need to talk about in this pre-lap. I don't think so, little guy. Unless you have got any businesses that you've started, uh, any side hustles? Um, no,
0: obviously I've got my I've got my short sleeve Anorak business.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't you ready to launch really, yet?
0: Nah, I'm not really ready to launch. I got I want to get at least one other product together. Uh-huh. before I do like a full business launch, but I will let people know I uh took it camping and uh there were some times when I definitely wanted sleeves. <laughs> it was a little too cold. And there's times when I was good uh walking going for hikes. So
1: seems um, like maybe uh you didn't have the correct base layer on underneath though. Maybe that's poor planning on your part, not so much yeah. the uh, uh wear I'm testing sure. on the uh on the unit yeah. itself that Euros. failed.
0: You're always good with short sleeves. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I want to get it all together and uh, yeah, I'll get that product launched. That's the only business I've started.
1: Well, and you know the beauty of it too is if you're a little too warm in that thing, uh, even even without the sleeves, you can always just go full schleck, Which would be a uh, wild look.
0: That would be a wild look. Let's but pretty cool. That.
1: Yeah. Cool. So yeah, maybe uh, something for uh, the checklist next time you're out in that uh, in that get up.
0: I'll have to do some testing with that, um, but before I do, let's get back on
2: I'm Luka Kopegi, and you're listening to the Slow Ride podcast.
0: Spencer, we've got yeah. A few emails uh, we should cover this week, even though Tim's not here. We got, uh, as usual, we got one. We're gonna probably bank till Tim's back. Okay. A little better. That All way. right. But we got a couple about our discussion of the Taco Bell Century for most.
1: Oh my God, I yeah. have been thinking nonstop about this since we talked about it. I, I feel like there's a lot that we didn't cover, but yeah, let's let's hear it.
0: So Ryan Ryan Dotson hit us up says, guys, I was shocked that I could have taken a siesta and all the shade thrown towards the Taco Bell this week. Somehow, I had just assumed that, like me, 85, 85% plus of your rides were fueled exclusively on cheesy bean and rice burritos en route to the launch of the group ride with a spare for the jersey pocket. I'm convinced that it's the highest quality mix of $2 nutrition for any long-distance ride. Cheese product... Refried beans, cheese product was in air quotes. Uh-huh. Uh, refried beans, rice, tortilla, whatever bonus protein was crawling through the kitchen at the time.
2: Uh-huh. Pro
0: tip: uh, jalapenos pro, says pro tip at jalapenos and ask for them to grill it. Chef's kiss. I don't know about that. It's fine though. I guess I'll just uh, be alone and enjoy my perfectly portable tortilla of joy and think of you guys whilst I also rapidly. Unscheduled disassemble into the porta potty mid ride. Any mixed signals, <laughs> but real, real talk. Love the Taco Bell. Uh, love you guys. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I love that. Mixed signals a little bit, but um,
1: that's yeah. all right. You know, it wouldn't be, you wouldn't be a proper ride if you weren't like uh, swinging the pendulum uh, the whole time. You know, and uh, yeah, I
0: mean, uh, the Taco Bell may, may not be my uh, ill-informed ride m- meal of choice. But, um, you know, we all, we all have things that we especially crave when you're out there on the ride and you know, that it's probably not the ideal fuel. At that I'm time,
1: gonna, I'm gonna get, somebody's going to email because they will remember because I do not, but back, I don't know, maybe 350 episodes ago or so. Um, Somebody had written in about, and I forget if it was something wild they saw happen or something that they were saying was the best ride food. But do you remember the chicken biscuit incident?
0: We did talk about that, and I don't remember, but I think it was the portability, the ease of just throwing a couple chicken biscuits in the pocket.
1: Yeah, and you wrap them up in foil and keep them in the pocket, and then you can enjoy a chicken biscuit on the side of the road or whatever. Yeah. It's not that far off from the taco bell.
0: Mm, no, it's just more southern. Southern America. I don't know. I mean, I would wrap a potato, but that's more, you know, that I've done that, but that's about it.
1: Of course you have.
0: No, I'm just, No, I'm just trying to get Tom to write in.
1: Uh, uh-huh. of course you have. Uh, little guy, that's that's an incredible email. I I do I feel like it is something that we we need to challenge ourselves to do at some point. Um I I am as disappointed in myself as as Ryan was with us. Um We got we got some work to do. Little guy, we got to catch up. The world is, you know, passing us by here as we sit here making this podcast. Yeah. I mean- Innovations are happening all the time. Uh you know, people have uh uh automatic tire inflators built into their valve stems on their tires and people are doing taco bell challenges and i just can't keep up anymore disc brakes are on road bikes now i guess i don't know
0: disc brakes well you know the bikes are getting newer uh, fancier but also sometimes people like to get a little vintage and our next email from matt conti will connect all oh. those dots okay he attaches a image of a instagram post from a certain state bicycles company which says, your ride to your local Taco Bell just got better. We've joined forces with the Bell to produce a limited collection of clunkers <laughs> along with matching accessories. And there is, yes, a Taco Bell clunker. So, uh, Matthew uh, Conti writes, for, uh, the attached image, perhaps the Taco Bell clunker century should be in the works, or perhaps the rules of the Taco Bell century should be modified for clunker inclusion? Bonus time for clunker miles written on dirt. Maybe even just a segment of the century where you do say 10 miles on dirt with a clunker, but it has to be within five minutes of your last Taco Bell stop, and you have to have an order Whoa. actual tacos. Ugh. The possibilities are endless. I think I speak for 99% of the listenership when we say we want more Taco Bell century content. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Wait, so I'm wrote, getting uh, so
1: many ideas here. <laughs>
0: Oh, and oh, oh, wait a little one quick conspiracy.
1: Okay. okay. One, two, all right.
0: It's a second. Do you wonder if the Remco COVID positive test was planned so that he can race the tour instead? <gasps> Go down that route because you know uh, they're trying to bring him to the tour now. That's that's good conspiracy. See, that's fun conspiracy. That's people. a
1: fun one. Yeah. That's I like how that one. You do
0: one. your cycling conspiracy, you have fun with it. You don't need to be all negative with it. Yes, uh-huh. I do kind of think. <laughs> no, I don't. I think he actually is sick, but I do. I think somebody in the team was like, "Yeah, perfect. Going to the this team. is now perfect." We can send yeah, him the tour maybe. Oh,
1: yeah, his so agent is super happy. Yeah, he's like, "Great, we got all this press. We won a couple stages, and now we can do the tour where he can battle with the uh, with the Wouts and the Vanderpoels of the world." And, and uh, he can
0: always say if he shows up, he gets third place. He gets third in GC. Mm-hmm. You can be like, uh, oh, well, you know, I, my training was disrupted, you know, I targeted the Jiro and then I had COVID and I was out for a week and a half. So my training mm-hmm. wasn't ideal, but I just thought I'd show up and just, you know, uh, you know, give it, a, give it a, give it a whirl, you know? It, yeah.
1: It's kind just of see, perfect. just see how the legs were, you know, if this third place, you know, I'm content. It's a, it's a very casual downplay of awesomeness. It's always, uh, very exciting.
0: So, Clunker, Clunker. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was the meat of that before he, both Matt and Matt derailed.
1: There's so many ideas for bike races that maybe somebody has done somewhere. Probably not. Hopefully, I'm coming up with these because they're just popping into my brain. But I didn't know that Taco Bell was the inspiration I needed to really change the game for race promotion. Um, what what if you had some sort of event where you it's a timed event, maybe it's a time trial type of thing, gravel time trial, uphill time trial, whatever it is. Gravel but you up, can up, take down. seconds off of your finishing time for each like Taco Bell product you can consume while competing, you know? Yeah, like something terrible. You do like your that. hill climb. You got, you know, you did it in ten minutes, but you did take down two bean burritos, so it's ten seconds off. You know,
0: ten seconds. You only get ten seconds for a burrito during an uphill gravel time trial. That's terrible. You're you're gonna you uh, got to give people more time for that. I think maybe we
1: gotta, we'll we see. Gotta we got to flesh this out a little bit, yeah.
0: Because if you if you're doing a ten minute uphill time trial and you eat a burrito during it, you're not gonna feel good.
1: No, so that's you not. Get that, at least that's a minute yeah. Off. I see now. I think you're starting you're to grasp more. the concept. Yeah, the idea not is not more. to feel good,
0: because I feel like whatever time right. you're going to make up by eating this burrito and then being sick on the side of the road, I'm going <laughs> to make up by just riding my bike fast. All right,
1: a two two minute time trial up the hill or whatever.
0: Yep, and you get and you get time off for. See, no, that's a good idea. Like a short, a fun race, and then. Some right. sort of weird gimmick like that. I mean, this is why at one point alley cats were fun for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, it's true. They're
0: fun for people that aren't us. But
1: I had, um, I had an idea for a race that's un-Taco Bell related that has just sat in my brain for a little while. So I'm going to put it out. I hope somebody can steal this idea and and run with it because I probably never will. But I had an idea because. I've always been jealous. We don't have a lot of hill climb time trials, you know, in the U S it's just not a thing. I know the UK corner loves, loves their hill climbs. It seems cool. So I was trying to think of a, a spin on that. Like, how can I, you know, do a little, do a little good, do a little charity work in the world. Um, and I, I wanted to do a hill climb time trial somewhere, but the stipulation was you had to do it on a department store bike that was then going to be donated to kids, right? Yeah. So you could go buy the the $60 BMX bike from from Walmart or whatever, do your time trial on it, and then at the end it gets, you know, thrown in a container and donated to wherever. Yeah. So then it's like, "Oh, do you want to win this event?" Cause you could buy a little bit nicer bike for the kids, you know, like maybe, Oh, maybe you buy the, the road bike from target or maybe you buy, you know, like you spend 200 bucks or you spend 400 bucks and you get some upgrades, you still got to donate it at the end, but maybe you okay. can win the event. You know, yep. Yep. I don't know if I can work Taco Bell into this, but that's kind of uh that was my idea to raise, raise some bicycle donations for, for some sort of charity or, or cause. But, uh if somebody wants to play with that idea, I think that's a fun one
0: That's a good one. I like that anyway, you can work a a charity angle and a charity angle that yeah, to win, you might have to actually give it a nicer thing to,
1: <laughs> to yeah. we
0: we'll, we'll 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 work it out. yeah, we really should have more hill climbs. maybe someone from u k corner can explain to us why. Uh,
1: well, you know, famously how do, do how do we get started? Yeah, no, it's it's true. We need to know. I don't really know how how they function, uh day of event or whatever. I guess kind of like a time trial, but um yeah, famously like road racing was killed by crits because we couldn't get the the roads and it's too logistically a nightmare, and then crits are becoming a logistical nightmare because you gotta have cops everywhere and you gotta do it in a city center. And it moved to gravel, and now gravel's got to be four hundred miles long, or no one cares. And hill hill climbs are kind of where it's at. Like you just need one road, and it got to go up, and nobody wants to go up anyway. Like so, those roads are usually low traffic. You know, it's no big deal. close down for a couple hours. Just need a cone on each end.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> ideal if you find like a dead end. Hill, ah, uh, well, maybe someone can get us some good info. UK corner, right in. If you've ever been the 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 organizer of a hill climb, yeah. tell us What to do? How do we do it? How do we do uh, it? What are the rules? I want to know what are the weird weight winning rules because I'm hoping you can just rock the weirdest, most unsafe bikes humanly possible because that's kind of.
1: Oh, it's we'd have to, light- to have.
0: <laughs> Time bikes. I like the idea of people drilling so, out their old Cannondale bike to make it way.
1: Would you have some months? some categories around that, like normal category, the Merc style category, and then like the at your own risk category, something like that?
0: Yeah, that could be fun. But the, the, how are you gonna? I mean, how are you gonna? How are you gonna prove normal? Normal would be subjective. I think maybe you can have two, because some guy will show up. <laughs> You know, some guy will show up and say he's in the normal category because it's all bought off the shelf, but he's got lightweight wheels, you know.
1: And, yeah, that's normal.
0: And yeah, it's normal. It's normal. It's $20,000. I spent $25,000 on it. It's normal. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it weighs 10 pounds. So maybe you have. you have.
1: Okay. UCI, UCI, UCI limit. Yeah.
0: Okay. Crazy lights. And then, and then, uh, yeah, some sort of like vintage division. Twenty plus I mean basically you'd have you'd have the Clydesdale division, but it would be based around the bike, not around the rider.
1: Okay. So your bike has to be over twenty five pounds or something.
0: Well yeah, that's I mean that's like the clunker division, right? Yeah, the clunker division. But Fair. someone would show up someone could show up with a mountain bike, you know, with really great gearing, you know, and and, and but keep it right at that twenty five, you know, whereas you know. You, well, I don't All
1: right, know. okay. I mean, and uh how do you feel a about lot of how do you f- uh, speaking of angles, how do you feel about aerobars bars on this time trial?
0: I'm I'm for it. Go for it. Why not? Okay. So, uh, hopefully right. they're Just... like weird, weird and small and homemade or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, ideally, you're getting a hill that's you... too steep for aerobars bars to really make a sense. That's, so you, that's you want a perfect full world, yeah. You want gasping for breath. You yeah. Want, you know. Yeah. That's more uh-huh. fun than watching people ride a steady state climb for oh. ten minutes.
1: I feel like you say that because you don't have any uh, clip-on arrow bars.
0: I don't because Tim lost them in 2004. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was never going to live it down.
0: Shouldn't. he? should never uh, live it down.
1: Little guy, um, I feel like it was a missed opportunity in the pre lap. Uh We did not talk about another wide-angle podium uh, uh, staple, uh, which is roller derby. Yes. Uh rollerderby.com, uh, spelled, you know, like like the cyclist kind of roller, the Frenchy-esque uh, spelling. Roller Derby. Um it's a it's a online, for free, uh fun uh kind of way to pass the time betting betting in air quotes, you're betting points that you didn't pay for. So it's a very fun uh way to wager uh, amongst uh, the community here. On uh, on bike racing, there's a bunch of propositions up about the Giro right now, but one that is historically since uh, I think the launch in 2010, 2011 or so of uh, of roller derby, um, one prop that comes up every grand tour has always been, will there be an, uh, an animal or livestock related or dog or livestock related crash in the tour? And it's a yes, no prop. And it's usually um, it's one of those ones that like pays out huge if there is. But there almost never is. He did not. Luke, the bookie, did not have the dog or livestock related prop for this year's Jiro. And of course, Remco gets taken out by the dog. Uh, uh, Stage five, I want to say, somewhere around there. But uh wild. Just wild to think about that he's done this for years and years, decade uh of this prop and then doesn't do it. And of course Remco gets taken out. I could've made my millions on roller derby Can right then know. and there. I know.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, race uh GC favorite no less. I mean oftentimes you get
1: what a week maybe what a week about. for Remco, you know? Just the highs and lows, sort of roller coaster, win the stage, get hit by talk, win you know, win the time trial, get knocked out by COVID guy can't win. Crazy win i mean he can win and then he can't he can win win He can win yeah.
0: twice but he can't win that's true yeah he's young he'll be back
1: oh yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to it um little guy i don't know how we did it but we filled up this whole hour and we didn't even get through our whole agenda we're gonna have to push we some didn't. stuff off to yeah, uh I to know. next week when tim's here
0: yeah uh, we got yeah, I know you got some breaking news. I don't know if you want to save it for next week so we can all bask in it together. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot. We, we always do this. We always we always go extra long when we say we're going to go extra short.
1: Oh, uh, no, so. uh, well, we're not being interrupted all the time. So uh, it makes it, you know, it's just breeze through all this stuff and we just get to talk about uh Whatever we want, which I suppose is the, the actually, uh, the curse or the blessing of Tim, um, keeps
0: us on track, keeps, keeps us on track, keeps us Still succinct.
1: You gotta, no, you gotta get your thoughts out, uh, which we appreciate. Uh, so we'll look forward to that again next week. Um, when, uh, when coach is back on, back on the call. But with that little guy, I think we need to uh, wrap it up. We need to remind everybody that they can email us if they want uh, their emails read on the show at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Um, that our music, uh, intro and outro music, is brought to you every week by BK1 of Rhyme Sayers Entertainment out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Folks can find us on the social medias at the slow ride pod on all of the, on both of the major platforms, I guess uh, the Twitter and the Instagram, I don't think we're on yeah, Mastodon yeah. or any of those other ones that cropped up there for a little while. So far as I know, if they are, they're uh, unofficial. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, once again, wide podium.com. Uh, Check out the rest of the shows, become a supporter if you uh, have the means, if you do not, just share the show with a friend. Let people know about it. It all helps and it is very much
0: appreciated.
1: Um, and uh, uh, standing in for Tim in Orlando.
0: But I'm still Matt, sitting in Minneapolis.
1: And I'm Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave and all your fellow cyclists that you see
2: out on the road.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. theslowridepodcast.com and on Twitter at theslowridepod. The Slow Ride